You are Locked On Balls, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Balls, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thanks for being here today as... Man, this is a fun time. It's tournament time with the NCAA tournament first rounds going today and tomorrow. Tennessee will play tomorrow afternoon, so the Vols have more preparation time, more practice time, and uh, a little more rest before playing tomorrow afternoon against Colgate. Coming up here on today's show, you will hear from Rick Barnes, Tennessee's basketball coach. We'll talk about what is a really important factor in Tennessee playing its best basketball. I think it's maybe been the number one talking point for Rick Barnes this season. So I'm going to go over a couple of points, two key factors for Tennessee in playing well, not only on Friday or in this opening weekend, but in the tournament, in trying to go on a deep run. Rick Barnes also has an interesting story that he'll tell, going back to his days at Texas when he went on the deepest run he's been on in the NCAA tournament. That's coming up in segment number one. In segment number two, more national perspective on Tennessee's basketball team and the draw that the Vols have in the South region. You will hear from Ken Pomeroy of KenPom.com, very well known in the college basketball world. College basketball coaches use his statistical information. So what he thinks about Tennessee's basketball team and the makeup of a potential champion. That's coming up in the second segment. John Gasway of ESPN.com on Tennessee versus the top teams in the South region as well. And I'll get you ready for the schedule today. We have 16 college basketball games, games to pay attention to today. I'll get to that in some other notes, including award season coming up in college basketball. There's some big honors up for grabs for Rick Barnes and Grant Williams. I'll get to all of that on Locked On Vols here five days a week, available anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also listen on your smart speaker or your smartphone. Just say, play podcast, Locked On V-O-L-S, and there it is for you. Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. So two important keys, I think, for Tennessee heading into the tournament. I'll go ahead and tell you what I think they are, and then let you hear what Rick Barnes had to say this week to kind of back that up. Number one, take care of the basketball. Don't turn it over. Have the last two weekends not shown that that's really important for Tennessee. At Auburn, Tennessee struggled taking care of the basketball. Tennessee turned it over too much. And then against Auburn this past Sunday, well, that was a disaster. Tennessee kept turning it over, over, and over again. And Rick Barnes has talked about that this season. And there's a reason for that. I think it's maybe the most important factor to him. He's going to talk about that coming up in a moment. I think the other important factor for Tennessee is the Vols' mindset. Moving past the conference tournament, making sure that they're locked in, that plays into Tennessee taking care of the basketball. That means Tennessee's running its offense as efficiently as it can. You can look at the stat sheet with Tennessee's best performances this season, and you'll see a big number under the assist column and a smaller number under the turnover column. That's when Tennessee is playing smart basketball and playing the basketball that it's capable of because these guys have been together for two and three seasons on the court. The last two years especially playing at a high level together, that's why the offense is capable of running so smoothly, running through Grant Williams and essentially making sure everybody is getting his best shot possible. So those are two important keys, I think. Taking care of the basketball, simple turnovers. If Tennessee is winning, especially winning by large margin in the turnover 
category, then I think Tennessee has a big advantage. And then the other one is mentally being locked in because if you slip up, no matter the opponent, then you can be bounced in the NCAA tournament because this is win or go home and it's survive in advance for all the teams, including Tennessee's opponent. You can have a number next to your name that says how good you're supposed to be. That doesn't necessarily matter to the opponent. And in the position Tennessee's in, every opponent has upset on the mind. That's something Tennessee needs to be thinking about. So back to the turnover part of the conversation. As I mentioned, Rick Barnes has talked about it over and over again, and he talked about it on Monday, why it's important for Tennessee to take care of the basketball and limit turnovers. I think bad offense always leads to bad transition. Defense is what I think most of the time. When you turn the ball over, you take quick bad shots, and you do that. But uh, but a lot of that, you got to give respect to our opponents. I mean, you go back and look. I don't think we lost a game this year to a team that wasn't ranked. What, what did Mississippi State? Were they in the tournament? A six seed, and I don't know where Auburn. I haven't looked at the bracket, so I don't know. But we played against good teams, teams that are capable of winning. Our losses, I promise you, are the teams that have a chance to go as deep into this tournament as anybody. And so some of it goes, you give credit to the opponent. And uh, like I said, I think when you're giving up transition baskets, it's normally off of turnovers and shot selections because you can't get your defense set. And if you can't get back to play five on five, it's some things you can't guard. Rick Barnes is right. Uh, quick note, Mississippi State's a five seed. That was corrected there at the press conference. But uh, he, he is Correct, and that Tennessee's played good teams, and the teams that Tennessee has lost to, look, they could be bounced early. LSU, maybe it's upset today by Yale, or maybe Auburn is bounced by New Mexico State. But Tennessee has lost to teams that are seeded two through five in the tournament. Kentucky's a two, LSU's a three, Kansas is a four, and Auburn's a five. Tennessee has only lost to good teams, and that was, I thought, maybe one of Tennessee's best cases to be a one seed in the NCAA tournament is that the Vols didn't really suffer any bad losses in terms of the opponent. The way Tennessee played at Kentucky and against Auburn this past weekend, not good. Not taking care of the basketball. Not uh, playing smart on offense led to big problems. Runouts for the opponents, that happened at different times. In the second half, Tennessee just, it was all out of sorts. Uh, I think partly because of the way the first half went. Tennessee never was able to, to get back in it. Late in the Kentucky game, Tennessee's down by eight with less than three minutes to go. No problem. But with a lot of time left, Tennessee never could get it back together against Auburn, which I think Rick Barnes even mentioned during the game. That might have been relayed by the sideline reporter. Still, uh, that was that was an issue. Tennessee taking care of the basketball. That's why Rick Barnes has talked so much about it. It's not just lost possessions. It creates better opportunities for Tennessee's opponents. And that's what you want to try to limit. The other factor I said for Tennessee... I think is the mindset. Earlier in the week, I talked about conference tournament results and how I don't know that it matters. It can or cannot. I think it's it's what you make of how your conference tournament ended. Because remember, two of the top 16 seeds in this tournament won their conference tournament. That's Duke and Michigan State. The other 14 teams, top 14 teams in the NCAA tournament, all lost in their conference tournament. Some of them got bounced early. So does it make a difference? Rick Barnes told a story from back at his time at Texas. This is something he's talked about before, but I do think it's an interesting story. It goes back to the best tournament run he's ever been on. Listen to what Rick Barnes said, talking about a loss in the Big 12 tournament when he was at Texas. One of the best teams we had, it got, I'll never forget it, we uh, got beat by Texas Tech and Coach Knight in uh, Dallas. And... uh, 
And I remember he shook my hand and said, now go win you a national championship. And that was the year we went to the Final Four. He said, this is good for you. Now go win you a national championship. That's what he said. And at the time, I didn't think it was good for us, you know, but because uh, you always want to win regardless. And and uh, <clears throat> we won a conference championship at, uh, at Providence. And I remember uh, – uh, the next day, and we had to play again early on Thursday. And I remember telling the coaches, uh, we're in trouble here because it was such a big deal about us winning the, when we won the Big East Championship to get our guys to really settle back down. And we were in a, a matchup with Alabama, who had a good basketball team. But you could tell the emotion of winning that was something big for them. And, and so, yeah, I've seen a lot of different things happen. And I've seen teams where, at the time, were struggling and go in and uh, and, and play into the second or to the elite eight, you know we've we've done that, you know. Uh, so I, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Uh, you just hope that right now that uh, your guys are locked in and they're playing their best, and uh, you can keep winning. It sounds simple in the end, but that is the key: keep winning, survive in advance. You almost look at it in many tournaments. Tennessee is playing a four-team tournament this weekend: Tennessee, Colgate, Cincinnati, and Iowa. And Tennessee is trying to win that four-game tournament. If Tennessee wins, then it advances to the region championship tournament next weekend in Louisville. So Tennessee needs to win two games this weekend. That's the focus. We fill out our brackets. We look ahead to the tournament. That's a big part of the fun. For Tennessee's basketball team, they need to focus on this weekend because the matchups we talk about in the Sweet 16, and we're going to talk about it coming up in the next segment, actually, but Tennessee might not play Purdue, which is going to be talked about. There's a chance if Tennessee gets to the Elite Eight that it doesn't play Virginia. And on the flip side, Virginia doesn't know it's going to play Tennessee or who it's going to be playing in the next few rounds. You take it one game, one round at a time, and I will pretty confidently look past Colgate on Friday. Tennessee better not because Colgate will be bombs away, and if Tennessee's not focused and Colgate's getting a bunch of open threes, well, then Tennessee could be in a game in the second half, and that's not what Tennessee wants. So, while I say Tennessee should not look ahead, I'm going to look ahead a little bit coming up in the next segment. You'll hear from Ken Pomeroy of KenPom.com what he thinks about what it takes to be a champ and how Tennessee's profile matches up. Also, John Gazaway on the toughest competition in the South region for Tennessee. That's coming up next right here on Locked on Vols, your team every day. And I want to let you know you can get this show every day by subscribing to Locked on Vols on the new Himalaya podcast app. In an expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked on Vols. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Tennessee will begin play in the South region on Friday. And Tennessee goes in with really good odds to reach the Final Four and ultimately play for a national championship. The most recent odds I've seen have Tennessee with the seventh best odds to win the national title. And the second best odds, 3-1 to one is the last I saw, to get to the Final Four. Only Virginia has better odds, which makes sense. Virginia's the one seed, Tennessee's the two seed. 
in the South region. It's the best chance I think Tennessee's ever had to win a national title. What does it take to cut down the nets at the end? Somebody who has to have a pretty good idea is Ken Pomeroy. His website is kenpom.com. He contributes to The Athletic as well. College basketball programs subscribe to Ken Palm's website to use his statistical data and all the information he has on all the college basketball teams. And he has his own college basketball rankings at his website. Tennessee is the number eight team in the country in Kim Palm's rankings. His top eight, Virginia, Gonzaga, Duke, Michigan State, Michigan, North Carolina, Kentucky, and then Tennessee. So on Sports 180, on WNML on Tuesday, I asked him, is there a typical resume? Are there some typical profiles of teams that compete for a national championship? This is what Ken Pomeroy said. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think people want, you know, sort of the magic bullet, and there isn't really necessarily anything magical about it. I, you know, teams, you tend to find teams that are in, say, like the top 25 and adjusted offense and adjusted defense. Like those are the teams that you can kind of roughly get an idea of that are, that are in play to, to win a title. Uh, the other thing is like having a better offense and defense, like not necessarily having a better offense and defense, but if you are a little bit imbalanced, it's a little bit more likely for the team that, that is more offensive oriented to, uh, to make a deep run, whether we're talking about getting, you know, winning a title or just getting to the final four. When you look at Tennessee's makeup, uh, the number two seed in the South region, what do you see with, with Tennessee that you like? What are some questions you have about Tennessee entering the tournament? Yeah, I mean, they do fit that profile of a team that has a, a strong offense and rank third offensively, um, 34th defensively. So, um, you know, a team that, that can score it, and you don't have to worry about that. So, uh, you know, that's a good sign. They will probably need to play, you know, a little bit better defense uh, in the tournament than they have been. I think, if, you know, we're talking about winning a title. I mean, that's obviously a, a very uh, lofty goal for any team. But, um, yeah, so that's, uh, you know, kind of the, the high-level breakdown with them. I mean, I think the plus side, you know, people understand that they're just one of the most – experienced teams in the tournament physically mature like uh you know they're they they're not going to like get intimidated by the environment or they you know they have some experience basically dealing with that so i think those are are positives as well like it's just a really it's a solid team you know the only real weakness that when you look at them is uh you know defensively they're not a, a great rebounding team teams do get second chances on them um they're not great at forcing turnovers. They maybe foul a little bit too much. Um, but, you know, overall, it's a, it's a solid profile. I mean, Tennessee, is, I think that's the word that I think of when I think of that team. Is they're, just, they're really solid. They're not flashy, but they're not going to beat themselves. They're not going to – they haven't shown any ability, really, that they're vulnerable to an upset. So, um, you know, those are certainly good traits for them as, as the tournament starts. Ken Pomeroy, I think that backs up the talk in the first segment that Tennessee's losses have come against – really good teams doesn't mean Tennessee can't go down against uh, a team that would be considered an upset opponent Tennessee will not go into a game against Cincinnati or Iowa on Sunday with a 100% chance of winning the game but Tennessee is solid and against teams that are clearly inferior and I would say that this season Cincinnati and Iowa have proven to be inferior opponents Tennessee should be okay as long as it plays its game so it has the profile of a team that can compete for a championship. Tennessee needs to be a little bit better defensively. Uh, it needs to be at its best. At its best, Tennessee plays at a championship level, I think, defensively. Tennessee needs to be more consistent in that area. Offensively, Tennessee has been, overall this year, clearly one of the best teams 
in the country. So there's not one clear profile to try to go win a national championship. Different teams have done it. We've seen younger teams like Duke a few years ago with Jalil Okafor and Justice Winslow and the Anthony Davis team at Kentucky win national championships. And then Villanova last year, an older group, North Carolina a couple of years ago, a more veteran-led group. That's what Tennessee is this year, and I think that's one of the strengths of Tennessee's basketball team. The, the clear candidate this year to be the young team to go win it all would be Duke, led by Zion Williamson. So Tennessee will go in with the capability of winning the South region and getting to the Final Four for the first time in school history. What about the teams Tennessee will have to go up against to try to do that? Well, there's a lot of Tennessee-Virginia talk, a game that could absolutely happen in the Elite Eight. That's the most likely scenario. But to get there, Tennessee will probably have to beat Purdue in the Sweet 16. That's not guaranteed. Old Dominion could upset Purdue in the first round. That would be a surprise, but it is possible. If Tennessee is to play Purdue in the Sweet 16, I think it's a pretty interesting matchup. So I asked John Gasway of ESPN.com on Sports 180 what he thinks about the Boilermakers and what he thinks about the idea of Tennessee going up against the three-seed Purdue. Yeah, Purdue is uh, is another great offense. Uh, it will be a bit like looking in the mirror because uh, the Boilermakers are definitely getting it done with scoring. And uh, people sometimes uh, misunderstand or misinterpret uh, Carson Edwards and, and get down on him kind of in the style that people did sometimes with Trey Young last year. You can look at a box score and, and you can count a, a rather uh, prodigious number of missed shots from Edwards in this or that game. But there's no quibbling with the bottom line with Purdue and, and Matt Painter. This is not his first rodeo by any means. Uh, they just get more shots. They get more scoring chances than any other team in the field with the exception of Gonzaga. And it's really effective. They take tremendous care of the ball. Uh, they get a healthy number of offensive rebounds. And again, uh, the theme here is a lot of what I'm saying I can say about Tennessee too. So a lot of familiarity here uh, and putting Edwards out front as the absorbing object of attention for the opposing defense has, has worked really well for Purdue all season long. So that's a game that I think could be close. I looked at uh, actionnetwork.com and they have projected point spreads between teams if they were to advance and play each other later in the tournament. And I think that Tennessee is about a point and a half favorite against Purdue. Last year, Tennessee played Purdue, and that's a game that came down to the wire. Remember, Lamonte Turner hit a three late in that game to tie it up and force overtime, and Tennessee beat Purdue in overtime. These are two different teams, but they're two really good teams again. So Virginia is the team we talk about a lot that Tennessee would have to go up against to try to get to the Final Four, and ultimately that could be the, the case. But before Tennessee gets to the Elite Eight, He's going to win a couple of games uh, between now and then. Needs to win a first-round game, needs to win on Sunday, and then would need to beat possibly Purdue in the Sweet 16. It's not guaranteed. Could be Villanova. St. Mary's could be there in the Sweet 16. But it's most likely Tennessee and Purdue, and that would be quite a challenge if Tennessee has to go up against the Boilermakers. Tennessee would present a challenge for Purdue as well. Coming up here in a moment on Locked on Vols, some honors for Grant Williams and Rick Barnes. They continue to come in. They could win major national awards. I'll tell you about that coming up in a moment and get you ready for the schedule of today's 
games in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Some games you might want to keep an eye on. Big SEC games early on in the schedule. I'll get to that coming up next on Locked On Vols. If you have time to rate and review the show on iTunes, big thanks to everybody who has left a rating and review already. If you have a moment, I would greatly appreciate it. And uh, on the other apps, if if you're able to rate and review the show, or at least spread the word, tell others about the daily Tennessee podcast, Locked On Vols, talking about what's going on with Tennessee basketball, Tennessee football, of course, most of the time, and other UT sports. It's here five days a week. Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Tennessee head coach Rick Barnes and forward Grant Williams are up for big-time awards. On Tuesday, the finalists for the Naismith Coach of the Year Award were announced, and Rick Barnes is one of the four. Rick Barnes, Chris Beard at Texas Tech, Kelvin Sampson at Houston, and Tony Bennett at Virginia are the four finalists for the Naismith Coach of the Year Award. The four finalists for the Naismith Trophy to the Player of the Year are Rui Hachimura from Gonzaga, Grant Williams, Ja Morant at Murray State, and Zion Williamson at Duke. Realistically, Zion's going to win the Player of the Year Award. It's difficult to argue against that. I know he missed a few weeks, but he was incredible this season, and you've seen the impact he had on Duke. Still, uh, with Zion expected to be the winner, it is an incredible accomplishment for Grant to be one of four finalists for that award. He's already a two-time SEC Player of the Year winner. He could be a three-time winner of that award if he decides to come back next year. He would be the preseason favorite to win that award. That's a conversation for down the line. We'll see what happens with the Coach of the Year award. If I had to guess, it's probably Chris Beard at Texas Tech or Kelvin Sampson at Houston. But that is a guess. It could be Rick Barnes. He could win that award for the Coach of the Year honor. And again, the fact that he is one of four finalists for that tells you something about the job that Rick Barnes has done. He had Tennessee number one for four straight weeks. He had a 19-game winning streak with Tennessee's basketball team this year. So it's not a coincidence that Tennessee has a Coach of the Year finalist and a Player of the Year finalist. If you look at the two awards, Tennessee is the only school to be represented in both categories. It says something about what Tennessee has done. The nation has paid attention to what Tennessee has done this year. That's why so many people nationally are saying, hey, Tennessee, it has a really good shot to get to the Final Four and to maybe win a national championship. The tournament gets going today. We've had games the last couple of days. Belmont, a big winner on Tuesday. That's going to be a team to pay attention to today as we go into the first round looking for upsets. So can Belmont get a win against Maryland? That will be one of the big storylines today. That's a mid-afternoon game. They'll tip off at about 310 Eastern time. The day will begin with some SEC teams. The first game of the day is Louisville against Minnesota. You have the Patino aspect there. Then at 1240, LSU will play Yale. And at 130, Auburn is taking on New Mexico State. I'm sure Bruce Pearl really appreciates the early tip time out west going up against New Mexico State in that 5-12 game. So pay attention there. Florida and Nevada will be one of the more interesting games. Scheduled to tip off at 6.50 tonight. Florida is the 10 seed going up against 7 seed Nevada. Nevada's only about a two-point favorite there. So should be a close one. Florida will have a chance to advance. Kentucky should have no problem with Abilene Christian. It's a battle of the Wildcats. The story there to pay attention to, though, is they tip off at about 7-10 tonight will be P.J. Washington. He's been in a walking boot the last few days. Is he limited at all? He is expected to play, but 
Uh, obviously, if he doesn't play, that's a storyline there. But watch and see how much he plays. Is he limited at all? Kentucky, again, should be fine in the first round. But assuming it gets by and plays in the next round, Kentucky, the two seed, would go up against the winner of Wofford and Seton Hall. And that might not be an easy matchup, especially if P.J. Washington is limited at all. So should be a fun day. We'll see if there are any upsets today. Again, Belmont is one to pay attention to. Uh, the 11 seed, St. Mary's, can it knock off the defending champs, Villanova? Villanova as the six seed is only about a four-and-a-half-point favorite in that game, and that is a matchup in the South region. It could affect what happens in a couple of rounds, assuming Tennessee is in the Sweet 16. Enjoy today and tomorrow. This is one of the best weeks of the year with the build-up to the NCAA tournament, the play-in games there in Daytona, and the Thursday-Friday first-round action. You can't really beat it. I'll be back tomorrow to look more at the Tennessee Colgate game. Grant Ramey will be a part of the show. Rick Barnes will talk about Tennessee's opening round opponent. It'll be a busy show tomorrow. Thanks so much for hanging out here today on Locked on Vols. And remember, you can subscribe to this show on the new Himalaya podcast app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Vols. Thanks again for hanging out. Enjoy today, and I'll see you here tomorrow.